The reason we needed to look at at Jesus' message in chapter 7 and 8 is because it really is important to understand the, the sign miracle of John chapter 9. See, you get to John chapter 9, and a lot of times preachers and teachers like to focus on the one statement from the blind man, whereas I see, or whereas I was blind, now I see. But you know what? That's the middle of the story. He has not yet come to salvation in Christ, even when he said, now I see. What is this sign all about? Jesus healed this man. What is the healing of the blind man? What does it really mean to us? Like I said in the introduction, this was not the first blind man that was healed. It would be the third miraculous healing of the blind. In each miracle of healing the blind, Jesus used a different manner in which they were healed. One, eye, one man he touched, simply touched their eyes and he could see. Another man, he spit on his fingers and then put that spit into his eyes and he could see. Here, Jesus stepped down, spit, took some mud, made that clay, made some mud with the spit, put it on his eyes. and said, now you go wash up. Do you know why Jesus used a different way each time he healed the blind? Because no one before Christ ever healed blind eyes. It was an absolute stunning miracle that only the Messiah, God's sent one, could do. And the people knew that. And because Jesus didn't want us and them to get hung up on the methodology of the miracle, Jesus changed it every time. Because the methodology wasn't important. It was the miracle worker who was important. So he took some of that saliva and he mixed it with the dirt and he made the clay paste and he placed it on his eyes. And he told that man to go to the pool of Siloam and wash the clay off. And that's exactly what he did. And when he rinsed his eyes, not a second after, not, not you know, you ever go to the eye doctor and they put those drops in your eyes? And you have to wait a long time before they wear off and you kind of can't see and you're wobbling all around. When he removed that clay, it was as if he had been just born with fresh eyes. He could see clearly 20-20 vision, I guess. Bible doesn't say, I assume so. But he could see clearly with no distortions, not like another time when Jesus healed the eyes and he said, what do you see? He says, man, I see people and they look like a forest of trees. No time. Immediate healing. And when that man went back to where he started, there were people there. And, you know, they were looking at him like, isn't that the guy that used to sit there and beg? For all his life, the only thing that man could ever do is, is to be placed or be taken or to wobble his way over to the temple, sit down and beg for alms. That's all he'd ever done. For years and years and years, the people saw that same man sitting there begging. And now the question was, is not this he who sat and begged? And some people said, yeah, that's the guy. And others said, no, no, that can't be him. He was born blind. See, being born blind, people knew you just don't end up one day seeing. Man, if you lost your sight somewhere in between, there was still that chance and hope that they had that you could see one day. But if you're born blind, that was hopelessness. 
And so, man, they're kind of arguing back and forth. It's him. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And so they finally got up the courage, and they walked up to the, the guy that used to be blind. And they, they, they said, listen, how can you see? How were your eyes opened? And the guy looked at him, and he said, listen, this man called Jesus I don't know what he looks like because I was blind when he first met me and I met him, but I know his name, it's Jesus. And this man, he made clay and he anointed my eyes and he said to me, go to the pool and wash. So I went and I washed and now I come seeing, I receive sight and I can see. Where is this man, Jesus? He says, I don't know. And the people then brought him to the Pharisees. The Pharisees asked the same question, but not with the same attitude. They said, how can you see now? And the man answered, he put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. And the Pharisees disregarded what Jesus did, and they said this, he is not from God. Don't you hate people? No, you can't hate people, right? You don't hate nobody, right? Amen? But don't you get annoyed at people that, that see something wonderful, and they, or like hear a, a beautiful song played on the piano, and, and, oh, wasn't that song beautiful? Yeah, but you know what? The carpet's not really nice around the piano. They pick out something that's so arbitrary. It doesn't even mean anything to the miracle, but they are so prideful and arrogant, maybe like these Pharisees, they can't see the glory that had just happened through that miracle. He says, the Pharisee said, listen, he's not from God because he did it on the Sabbath. The color of the carpet's not right. And brought great division among the people. Since they could not dissuade them from the fact Jesus performed this miracle, they said, all right, let's not talk about Jesus. Let's talk about you, blind man. You weren't really blind, were you? You're just lying to us. And he said, no, I was born blind. They said, all right, we'll find out for sure. So they went and got his parents. And they said to his parents, is this your son? Was he born blind from birth? And they said, yeah, this is our son. And he was born blind. But how he sees, we don't know. You go ask him of yourself. and Because and, he's of age, and he can perfectly answer for himself. And they said that because they didn't want to be thrown out of the temple. Again, I don't see it. I don't understand it. You would have thought that those parents would have said, man, I don't know and I don't care, but my man, my boy sees now. And I'm going to go find that Jesus that healed and I'm going to thank him. But they were more worried about their religious traditions than they were, were concerned about the glory of God. Because anybody that said that Jesus was the Christ would be thrown out. And to say that Jesus was the man that healed this blind man from birth was simply to acknowledge that Jesus was actually the one who God promised that would come to this world as his representative and that would be his son. So to simply say that Jesus was the miracle worker for this blind man was to agree with Jesus that he had come from God and that he was the one to give life and that he was the light of this world and that he was the one that if you believed in him, 
that your sins would be forgiven and you would have life with God eternally. And so the Pharisees trying to batter this blind man, trying to pressure him into changing his mind, they said, they asked him again, who did this? But instead, they said, give glory to God. They weren't asking him to praise the Lord. They weren't asking him to worship God. That term, give glory to God, was a form of swearing in. It's like going to a court and putting your hand on the Bible and saying, you know, what I'm about to say is true. They were saying, hey, hey, we don't believe you. So promise God that you are telling the truth. They wanted him to admit his guilt with siding with Jesus. They said, we know this man is a sinner. That he could not do this miracle, but he did. This sign was one of the greatest signs that the Pharisee, that broke the Pharisees. The Pharisees knew that to agree that Jesus did this miracle would be basically saying that he is the Messiah. The man said, look, I don't know if he's a sinner or not. I've never really met him. I've only heard his voice. He told me to go to the pool of Siloam, and I did, and I washed and now I see, I don't know if he is a sinner or not, but this one thing I do know, that where I was blind, now I see. This was not an admission or an acceptance of Jesus as Savior. He was simply saying, look, I don't know if what you are saying is true or not, but this man has given me sight they asked again, how did he open your eyes? And the blind guy says, what? I've told you already. Do you want to hear it again? Do you want to be his disciple? The Pharisees arrogantly said, we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke through Moses, but this Jesus, we don't know where he's from. Now get this. Now please follow me and don't lose touch. The man is now looking at the Pharisees and he looks at them and he says, listen, this healing is a wonderful thing that he has done. You don't know how he has done this, but he has opened my eyes. And from the beginning of the world, have you ever heard of anybody that has been able to open the eyes of someone who has been born blind? You have not because it's not possible and it has never happened. The blind man says, listen, if this man Jesus, born that you think in Nazareth, in Nazareth, born in that situation with Mary and Joseph, I might not understand everything about him, but if this man were not from God, if Jesus was not who he claims to be, if he is not the light of the world, if he is not the one who we are to believe on for life with the Father, he could not have done this miracle. Do you see it? The Pharisees' final comment was this. They answered the blind man, you are completely born in sin and you are teaching us 
and they cast them out. Do you know why they cast them out? Because they could not argue against the proof. What was the proof? That Jesus, over in chapter 7, said he's the light of the world. He said that I am the one who will take away your sins. If you believe in me, I will give you life. And the Holy Spirit will, will, will come into you and will, will change you and create a new heart in you and transform your thinking and, and the way you live. It is real and it is powerful. And this is exactly what will happen if you believe. They could not argue against what had happened. This man born blind, the worst situation you could possibly be in. There was no hope for him to ever see. And yet now this man sees. And since they could not win the argument, they kicked him out of the temple to try to silence him. Now picture this. He's excommunicated, not just from the church, but Proper excommunication in that day was from your family, from your friends, from your relatives, from everything around you. You could barely live if you were excommunicated from the church. Now this blind man, he's kind of, you know, in, in two ways of thinking. I can see, but now what? I have no job skills. I have no home to go to. I have no life. What, what am I going to do? You know what the most wonderful thing in this entire text is? Is this very next verse. After they had cast him out, you read and look with me. In verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And Jesus found him. Aren't you blessed to hear those words? It doesn't matter where you are at. It doesn't matter what you struggle with. It doesn't matter how many sins you have. It doesn't matter how bad you think your sins are. I want you to know that none of that puts off Christ. Jesus found the man. Do you know how he found the man? He went looking for the man. Probably knowing the Lord, he already knew where he was. But he wants to place that in Scripture so that you and I know that Christ desires us. And he went and found that man so that he would be encouraged, but more importantly, so that he would have life. He's already said, I don't know about this man, Jesus. I don't know where he's from. I don't know if he's a sinner or not. I don't know about all the things that you might know about him. But the one thing I do know is he healed my eyes and there's nobody that can do that unless he was from God. And Jesus said to him when he found him, he asked this question of him, do you believe in the Son of God? Do you believe in God's plan of salvation? Do you believe that God has kept his word from Genesis 3.15, that he would send into this world a savior? Do you believe that I am the light of the world? Do you believe that if you believe in me, you would have life and have it everlasting? And the blind man looked at Jesus and he said, who is he, Lord, so that I may believe in him? And Jesus looked back at him 
and it said basically this. It is he that is talking to you. It is me. And that blind man said, Lord, I believe. And whether he bowed the knee, whether he prostrated himself on the ground, in his heart, he worshiped Jesus Christ. That shows that he believed that he was God because the Bible says that you are to worship no one other than God. You're only to worship him. You're not to worship anything else. The Pharisees did not want anyone to claim that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was the representative of God, that he was God's son. What was the end result of this sign? Why is the miracle of Jesus healing the blind man in Jerusalem in the gospel of John? It is in the gospel of John so that you and I may believe that Jesus Christ is not a good man. That he's not just the one that we are to form or pattern our life after. Jesus fed the poor so we feed the poor. Jesus cared for the uh, uh, down and out so we are to care for the down and out. Jesus was sacrificial so we're supposed to be sacrificial. On and on and on. That's not why this sign is here. This sign is here so you and I absolutely without a doubt know that he is God. That he is the savior of the world and that, that without believing in Jesus Christ, you don't have life, you have death. That's why this sign is here. That's why that miracle is here. The Pharisees hated it, but they couldn't stop it. In a nutshell, do you know what John 9 is? It is the gospel. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. It is the fact that you know what God does? God opens the eyes of people so that they may believe. God helps them and finds them and seeks them out. Jesus Christ came to take us from darkness to light. Remember what he said? Jesus said, when the Christ comes, or I'm sorry, the blind man, he said, when the Christ comes, will he do more signs than what this man, Jesus, has done? That's just a wonderful way of saying they, if the Messiah did show up, he couldn't outdo what this man has already done. He must be the Messiah. It's the same thing that the blind man again said to the Pharisees. Since the world began, it's, it has been unheard of that anyone has opened the eyes of one who'd been born blind. If this man were not from God, he could see nothing. The sign of the blind man receiving sight is this, and I've said it a hundred times probably in this message, but let me give you what Jesus, in Jesus' own words, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And his disciples asked him, saying, who has sinned that Man born blind or his parents? And Jesus said, nobody. But so that you would understand 
that I am to do the works of God and that God's works should be revealed in me, that I must do what I have been sent to do while it is still time for me to do it. This is why this man is blind and this is why I will heal him so that you know the truth. Jesus is the light. Look, Jesus doesn't want you to become a religious zealot. He doesn't want you to go and follow a bunch of rules. He doesn't want you to think that you have to be a good person to have life, to have forgiveness, to have salvation. Jesus said, I am that. I am the salvation. I am forgiveness. I am the light. All you have to do is understand that and believe in me. Do you know what? I love what 2 Corinthians says. It is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What is it saying? That Jesus Christ is the light. The book of Revelation tells us that one day when we're in, in the new heaven and the new earth and we're with, the, we're with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all in glory together, all the believers from, from, from time past to time future will all be together. But you know what? There will be no sun. There will be no big ball of gas in the sky to give us light. Do you know why? Because of this. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is the light. John the Baptist standing on the shore of the Jordan River down in the southern part of Israel, baptizing a bunch of folks, and he looks down the road, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. Do you know what he's saying? Behold. He's the light that will open your eyes. He's the light that will turn you from darkness to life. Do you know what John chapter 9 is? It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is us understanding that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come unto the Father but by me. I have no more words to say. Christian, rejoice that Christ is the light. Person of, of, of yet to become a follower of Jesus, understand anything else is darkness. You don't have to perform a task. All you have to do is accept what Jesus has said. He said, I'm the light. Come and believe on me. Let's pray.